Welcome to Fire Headlines, where we cover the hottest topics in fire service news. I'm your host, Samantha Didion, and today I am joined by the panel, Chief Bob Horton and Chief Jeff Buchanan. Also joining us today is organizational psychologist, owner and principal consultant for FR Strategies, Dr. Andrew Holter. If you've tuned into previous episodes of Fire Headlines, you may have heard Andrew before, and we're very glad to have him back. Our topic today is image and professionalism in the fire service. The Los Angeles Fire Department has recently sent out a survey through social media asking for the public's opinion as they revisit their firefighter tattoo policy. The current policy in place is from 2008 and does not allow any of their sworn members to display tattoos while on duty. Now, as a member of the public, if I'm in a situation where I need the assistance of a firefighter, I'm not too sure I would even be able to notice if that individual firefighter has tattoos showing or not. But we'll kick it over to Bob first to hear what is your experience with policies such as this one? And why do you believe the image of a firefighter is important? Thank you, Samantha. And it's good to be back around the panel with uh, Jeff and Andrew. Welcome back. What struck me about this article was was that they really, that they were prohibiting tattoos. And I thought in 2023 that we had sort of moved past that. Now they're referencing back to a 2008 policy. And I do remember it was in that, that early uh, 2000s, you know, around that time frame where at Las Vegas, where I was working at the time, you know, that started getting tossed around. Uh, maybe that was around a time that, that tattoos were growing in some element of, of popularity that, that I don't know, but I do remember it being, tossed around the organization as being prohibited. I don't even remember where where ultimately they landed on it. I never saw an issue with visible tattoos, so I was surprised it was becoming one. And I don't know what was the catalyst for that. So you asked a question about about image, and that's you know that's a broader discussion. You know, we're, I think we make an assumption you know, that the this policy came into effect in in two thousand and eight as a result of a concern of the image of a firefighter or some degree of, of professionalism. Like if we make that leap and say, that's what was that concern here. Uh, I wonder how, I wonder how they reached that, that conclusion or organizations. Did they survey the community at the time and say, yeah, the community is really worried about their professionals with visible tattoos. And that's where they, they came in with it, uh, came in with the policy. I, I don't, I don't know that that's true. And when I think about the image of a firefighter and, and Andrew's perspective on this, I think is going to be really valuable is uh, where, where does it start? Where does it end? What do we mean by image? I mean, this is, this is a professional who, whose responsibility is to serve the community. It's, it's functional. And I think that a lot about uniforms in general, like the firefighter uniform should be a functional uniform, much like scrubs are for medical staff. It's about what give what gives you the protection that you need. Uniforms protect the the from their environment, provides this degree of, of functionality. And fire service adopted a lot of its uniform stuff from the military, kind of being a paramilitary or espousing to be a paramilitary organization. So there's like this variety of uniforms, the class A, the class B, the class C, the summer this and the that. I mean, the uniforms have iterated over my career of 20 years 
into an interesting discussion on on professionalism. Now we're we're focusing in on tattoos, but maybe we get a little broader than that. For me, it's about what is the f- the function of the professional uh, to do? Are they able to complete their functions? You know, in terms of their uniform, the tools that they have, and like nowhere in the top ten of my list is any worry about their their tattoos. I'll, I'll jump in on this. I, I read this article and, and I'll tell you, my mind goes a lot of, it goes a lot of different ways. I uh, roughly that time frame I was involved from the union perspective, actually about building policy and procedure in, in North Las Vegas. And really where we landed on was opening it up, uh, having the ability to show visible tattoos. And, you know, we came up with language somewhere along the way of not being profane, not being violent, not having nudity, not have not being otherwise offensive, which then becomes this huge, generally overly broad category. But as I looked at this article today, the first question I think about when changing a policy and or a procedure is what are we trying to solve? And when you look at that policy being generated in 2008, I come back to it and I didn't see it inside of this particular article. What problem are we trying to solve? And from an administrative standpoint, from a labor standpoint, from an employee standpoint, what is the what has changed in 2023 that really kicks them over the tipping point to now readdress it? Because I, I like you, Bob, I. I didn't put a whole lot into it. I personally, for full disclosure, I, I didn't have, I don't have any tattoos, but I thought about it. I thought about it numerous times. I thought about it numerous times in my life. And then at just some point, I personally got past it. I do tend to think about, you know, we look about this article, the way that they're, they're measuring through the survey. And, you know, one of the things it does do at least some attempts, but we, we, we just don't know enough about the measurements. Uh, it does ask what district you're in. There's 15 districts in, in the particular area that they're surveying. But what's the threshold? What are, what are we what, what about the evidence are we going to use to potentially change? How are we going to change it? Who you know, again, who's the initiator of the change? And, you know, th- th- there is also this last piece. And and again, I, you know, just kind of inspiring this discussion and definitely interested on, on what Andrew has to say. My guess is this, anybody in their moment of need, doesn't matter what the firefighter or police officer looks like, if they need somebody, they don't care what they look like. They're going to be like, help me, help me right now. I don't care if it's tattoos. I don't care if it's nose piercings, whatever you you name, whatever's out there as far as in the controversial space of what looks professional. But I would argue this, there is much more to a firefighter's job arguably, not arguably, much more to a firefighter's job than actually doing the job of firefighting. They're out there in the community, they're doing business inspections, and they're doing all of these things that they do count on a piece of image in order to be effective. And Bob, you said it. Yes, fire departments, police departments, chase this paramilitary organization, this structure, and I think that they are trying to capitalize on image because you're right. A class B uniform with the bling on it and the badge and uh, that isn't about functionality. That is about portraying image and potentially authority when, you know, you and I are big fans of Cialdini and, and persuasive techniques and authority could be a, a piece to that puzzle. But this is a really rich topic. I think it's interesting. I am really curious about 
what, what, what are they trying to do with it? What is the result? Are they, are they short on people? Um, do they have bits and pieces of the community saying, hey, I, I would feel more comfortable at having more people with tattoos because in this section of the community, there are more people with tattoos. It just, uh, it felt like, um, I don't know. I felt like it didn't have a lot of focus, but it just got a lot of really interesting ideas for myself generated. And yeah, I'd definitely like to hear from, from Andrew, from an organizational development standpoint, you know, how, how it plays with him. Jeff, there's a lot of ways to look at this. And uh, the first way that I kind of jumped at this was to look at the research that's out there about perceptions of employees and organizations with tattoos and everything. Uh, and what's really fascinating, based on the timing of when this policy was put in place in 2008, through research, you can actually see the shift happening over time uh, in the early 2000s and before, where tattoos were generally viewed negatively by customers or consumers, regardless of the industry. They left some sort of negative impression. And then since about 2005, 2006, you've started to see research uh, kind of mellow out on those findings. And now we're at the point here, uh, I just looked at a study from 2022, where there was almost no negative reaction from people with tattoos or without them on uh, people in a professional setting or a service industry who had who were interacting as a customer with somebody, an employee who had tattoos. The only ones that seem to still trip the circuit breaker are if folks are really covered, yeah, if it covers a large body surface area or they're, they're, um, the tattoo itself is very large or it's on a very prominent part of the body, those things still tend to make people have like a negative perception of that individual. But otherwise, it looks like that that as time has gone on, we've started to really accept tattoos in society a little bit more than we did you know, 15, 20 years ago. Yeah, that's interesting, Andrew. And you had said that where was it? Where was it focused at? Was it in this? Did I, did I hear you say the service industry? Yes. Yeah. That one in particular was a service industry. There was one that was real specific in 2016 in Canada on uh, with a sample of dental hygienists and small tattoos were had had no reaction whatsoever from patients. They they didn't seem to perceive small tattoos as negative or positive one way or the other. But large visible tattoos still uh, negatively impacted patient perceptions. However, um, it didn't influence whether or not they would want to come back to that organization. They may have had a negative perception about the employee on their professionalism uh, with large tattoos, but it didn't affect their actual perception of the organization or the care they received. Yeah, if you tie it back to this article and specifically where they're going, I think that that is super, super interesting because what you might conclude from what you just said is the survey looks at a a ring tattoo on your finger, small. It looks at a small tattoo behind your ear. Again, repetitive, but but small. But to what you've just explained, larger tattoos, sleeves, Maybe those still stay covered up, but then they allow these new smaller tattoos to be visible. And then it's then it's a perfect match. And again, it'll be interesting to see, is that where they're looking to go? Or are they looking to get rid of the, the sleeves altogether, which then there could be more questions, you know, and, and marrying it up to your research is exactly where they should go. 
I think that's exactly where they should, where, uh, where they should go. Um, it's, it's, it's interesting, you know, um, again, cause we, you know, to what some of the points that Bob made, you know, you talk about these functional jobs and, and generally speaking, we think about police officers, firefighters, uh, even the military in, you know, military, you think about them as being combatants and being in an area where functionality is, is key. Uh, you think about police officers and firefighters in the same way. Uh, I can't speak to law enforcement and obviously the military as I can to the fire service, but in the fire service, as busy as individuals are, they spend a lot of time in other facets, you know, again, doing business inspections, community involvement, public education, other community risk reduction type efforts. And, you know, there's this sort of interconnection of you know, it does the same policy make sense on, on both ways. Cause maybe it, maybe it draws this parallel of, Hey, if you're running on a call, it doesn't matter. T-shirt, you know, tattoos are, are all showing, but if you're in one of those other settings, maybe that's, that's a different in the policy. I don't know. A lot of different ways this can go. What do you, what are you thinking about? What are you thinking as this whole thing unfolds? I, I didn't, th- even when I read this, I didn't uh, start to think about the nuances of like, you know, I was really dichotic tattoos or not you know, is, is the policy, but this starts to unpack, okay, what tattoos are, are okay. Or which ones, which ones might not be. And I didn't think about it that granular. And I don't even know that we need to, I, I, I just don't know that that matters. And I, you know, my, my experience, here's my non-scientific experience of working in the, in the field for a number of years, which is about as scientific as this collection of information they're getting from the community. I don't want to miss asking the community, uh, for feedback on on work that you're doing. I, I don't care for how this survey is designed and maybe we'll get to that in a second. But here was my experience. Never have I ever seen a, a firefighter in in a call that I've been on be asked to leave because of a tattoo that they had on their body. I, and I've worked in all kinds of different uh, areas. So I, I, that just to me, it just seems like uh, completely unnecessary. I tend to side like in here, some arguments are made about folks have to wear a covering. So a long sleeve shirt to cover their tattoos in lieu of a short sleeve shirt and places where it's hot is sort of making this argument here. I tend to, to buy about heat related issues. They're talking about uh, response challenges and what you know, again, that's, that's to the functionality I was talking about earlier. Lack of acceptance of inclusion is an interesting piece I hadn't really given any thought to, but I think there's some credibility to that. We went through the, sh- I went through like a, a shorts era, not me personally. I didn't want to wear shorts and I didn't have to, but a lot of the organization did shorts. And that's, a, that's a controversial topic, probably for another podcast of whether or not shorts is, uh, if we're going to talk about image or professionalism, I'd much rather see, you know, pants on professionals, the professional firefighters than shorts, but there, I, like I'd, I'd seen all kinds of the tattoos on the legs and the arms and the, what have you. And just nobody is, is, is rejecting those. I do want to point out though, for those that are listening to this, that it is real explicit to exclude out from the conversation, offensive extremist, hateful words or images. Uh, this, this organization, both labor and management, like agree, those are off the table. That's not what we're talking about. I don't know how much wiggle room there is in determining that. I, I'm sure there is because it seems like no policy is that easily cut and dry, but it isn't like you've got the nudity or something like that. That's, that's offensive that we're talking about. So those are out. 
those are out completely. Uh, I am much more you know, on the topic of, of correlation of professionalism as it relates to this image, uniform, whatever. Uh, and this is just because I'm old school. I'm much more bothered by the baseball hat flat bill slightly turned to the side with the sticker on it like that to me like that's me as a chief i think that's probably where i draw the line like that's not how we wear a baseball hat uh in this organization uh but like i said before the tattoos just were nothing that ever bothered me and it surprises me how much time administrators spend working on something like this and bob you mentioned the survey that the la fire department sent out so andrew i wanted to hear some of your thoughts on this specifically one of the questions asks the public, do you feel that an LA fire department member would provide less of a service if they were displaying tattoos on their body? What What are your thoughts on this question? Do you think that the public has a strong correlation with the service provided by a firefighter that has tattoos showing? I would not suspect so uh, whatsoever. And uh, to Bob's kind of teaser a minute ago, there, there definitely are you know, concerns about the survey. I, I think they are, if if I had to take a guess here, that they're trying to thread a needle and prove something that they already have in their minds to prove. Uh, they're just trying to validate it so they can move it forward. Because uh, these are really specific questions when it refers to the ring tattoo, the behind the ear tattoo, and the hand tattoo. And they're, they're not very scientific. We're not trying to gauge the a real perception by saying, you know, things like I somewhat agree or somewhat disagree with statements. We're asking straight on questions and yes or no answers, uh, which doesn't really give people a lot of flexibility um, to to voice their opinion. And so I, I wouldn't be all that curious to see what they give back on this, because I'm sure it's going to affirm the beliefs they already have, which is that the tattoos are OK. I got to jump in here and I, I and I got to pull, pour on with your yes. It looks like the way that the survey was designed was absolutely engineered to confirm what someone is already suspecting. And, and even to that, that question, I would uh, at, <laughs> I would playfully refer to as silly. I could come up with a lot of other words to even cast a question out there. Do you think like someone with tattoos provides less of a service? Of course, people are going to say no. Why even put that in there? It's almost like a too much of a meatball. But it as you evaluate these types of surveys and you try to make a heady decision as a as an administrator or wherever you're at in the decision making process, you know, I think I think we we do ourselves a disservice when we put these types of things out there because I don't know that it gives us the respondents enough credit. It, it, I don't know that it looks good. Right. I mean, it seems rather obvious that there, you know, there's just this attempt to try to to change the policy and let's use evidence. But when it's engineered in such a way, it just seems insincere. And, and I think a better way to do it. Why don't you go out if it's really that important and you really want the community do focus groups in each one of the 15 or 16 community, get some get some chatter going and uh, and then make a call. I, I just I don't I don't know that it, it necessarily hits what they're, they're trying to do in particular with the way the survey is constructed. I'm just combing through the survey as we're having our conversation about it. I do agree that how this this is constructed was to appease a motivated group 
to say, yeah, we want to ask the community this question. Now, to your point, Jeff, if you were serious about this, like there's ways to get get at this information that brings in some validity to what it is you're trying to extract. This isn't it. Throwing a survey out on social media. And I'm not sure how else they're trying to solicit participation in the survey, but putting it out on social media and asking these questions, isn't it? This last question or second to last question is, do you feel they should revise their tattoo policy so members would not be required to cover tattoos on their arms while on duty? Like that is really confusing, confusing to me, just trying to read that out and say, okay, yes, and the negative and the this and the that. And it doesn't make sense to me. There's almost 4 million people in LA city. And to your earlier point, Jeff, you had made like what if, if 50 people participate in this survey and say, I'm good with tattoos behind the ear, we're going to change the policy for that. Like so that is completely really essentially useless information for those that are decisions. Cause you could, you could arguably say, well, of those who participate in, in our survey, you know, 98% of them are in favor of us changing the policy in this direction. And if you look at the sample of it, it's non-representative in, in a hundred people or whoever does it. And then furthermore, the the political you know angle to what council district do you live in? Like that right there tells me some of the sub story of what's going on here as well. Like there's there, you know, what, there's some effort to try to influence some area of the council. People don't know that. Now you've got to do your own homework and figure out what council district you live in and try, you know, try to add that to this. Uh, survey. And then, and then my last point on that is it, it, ju- it looks like I could fill this out. I don't know how they're controlling for anybody who could weigh in on this particular survey that's outside their district. So the, the survey piece is, uh, I think, an ineffective way to garner some community support given this circumstances. I, I would just look at broadly what problem was the tattoo policy in the first place trying to solve, Jeff? I think you ask a good question there. What has changed since then? I, I just don't think a lot of time needs to be needs to be put in this. I think Andrew's point in, in what he was able to glean out of the, the body of research in this area is that there's been a social acceptance since this policy went into effect to where we are today. If there was a reason to put it in place in LA city back in 2008, that reason may have run its course. It's worth revisiting. That's where I'm at. I just want to highlight too, one of LAFD's core values is respect. And they say that what respect means to them is embracing diversity and recognizing individual worth. And so there's definitely a, a part of that, too, uh, that has uh, certainly come to light, you know, in the past few years. Uh, one of those studies that I mentioned earlier was about dental hygienists and people with tattoos actually preferred going back to that dental practice when they saw other dental hygienists there or even the one that, that was working on them have having had tattoos. So there's always that plus side to seeing yourself represented in the organization that's serving you. And so I think if we're looking for that inclusion piece as well, uh, I think that's part of the puzzle that, that hopefully they're trying to look at uh, as they move through this. All right. Well, I think those are great points for this discussion today. Thank you, Andrew and Chiefs, for joining us today. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in. A link to the article we discussed can be found in the show notes. And if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe. And if you have a question for the panel, please reach out to us at fireheadlines at wfca.com and let us know what's on your mind. We'll see you back here next week for more Fire Headlines. Mm-hmm.